0: Welcome to Ascent, a podcast from Impact Youth Ministry in Tacoma, Washington. Each week, we discuss issues relevant to students as they strive to follow Jesus here and now, offering a biblical perspective based on our experience leading teens each week. Let's get started.
1: Well, hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us today. Today I'm here again with uh, Michaela Guzman.
0: What's up, everybody?
1: And Kayla Mingo. Hey. And on the board today, Malachi Naihu's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So today, though, we are going to jump into a question we received. We rephrased it a little bit, though. And the today's episode is quiet times. Is there a recipe for success?
0: Dun, dun, dun. Mm
1: -hmm. I know for myself, it's a lot easier for me to be successful when I do something, such as have a quiet time, when I know the purpose for it. First off, it helps me to see the value of it, and that allows me to be more diligent while I'm doing it. And then uh, if I know the reason why, my approach can also be tailored to suit that purpose. So, I think diving into this today can be really helpful for some students who might be struggling to um, have a real consistent quiet time. So, relationships. Nope, not relationships. So, <laughs> quiet times. <laughs> What's up with a quiet time? What is a quiet time even? Like you just time out? You're time out in a corner or?
2: No. So, well, Maybe. maybe. <laughs>
0: When I you think of could. a quiet time, I think of specifically Bible reading and prayer. Mm. And I'm not sure why. Like, I actually know that I thinking about it. I'm not sure if that's just because that's kind of like what we have tailored it to in our culture or if that's like biblical. I'm actually, as I'm thinking about that, but those are the two disciplines of spending time with the Lord that pop to mind. But I think to boil them down, it would be the time spent with the Lord mm. in a quiet, yeah quiet environment.
1: <laughs> yeah. I think it definitely includes some amount of solitude, you know, finding a quiet place to go by yourself and sit. And mm-hmm. I would say that, that, yeah, they I would have to agree. They definitely revolve around building your relationship with the Lord through prayer and reading your Bible. And it's so important though, to build your relationship. And I think that's probably the biggest benefit we get from quiet, you know, having a consistent quiet time is just you are working on communicating with the one who loves you more than anybody else in a way that builds a relationship. I can't think of any other way to say that. But, you know, the whole whole reason why God created you was to have a relationship with him. And so for that, you really need to, well, I'm just, I'm thinking about a marriage, thinking about my marriage, and the times that we uh, struggle the most are times when we're not communicating. But the times that uh, we are, like, on the same page, well, usually we're on the same page because you're communicating, right? Um, so how does how does something like fitting into your Bible... How does something? I don't like, fit into mine. <laughs> how does something like reading your Bible fit into that?
2: Well, I think your relationship with Christ should be as important as your marriage, if not more. It should be mm-hmm. way more important. Mm-hmm. He's giving me eyes, like Kayla. That's not the right answer. <laughs> 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 your relationship with Christ, yeah, right? <laughs> Your relationship with Christ should definitely be the most important relationship in your life. In order to cultivate that relationship, you need to get to know each other. Obviously, Ovs. God knows you already. Obvi. Obvi. Psalm one hundred and thirty-nine. <laughs> I was going for thirty-eight, <laughs> and then I was like, "That's not it." Um, but a relationship isn't just a one-way street; it's a two-way street. Like, you got to put some effort into it as well. In order to get to know God, to know Him on a personal level, you got to hear him, you got to listen to him, listen what he has to say, and in order to do that, you got to open up his word, which is the Bible. I think that's why it's so beneficial to actually spend time in the word, spend time reading and getting to know what he has to say about you, about the world, about sin, about life in general. Um, It shapes the way that you relate to other people and relate to your surroundings, How you go about your day. It's so important to open up God's word and actually listen to what he has to say in order to really have a correct view, perspective of life in general, of yourself, of your family, of your friends, relationships, the world in general. And also in order to have a good perspective on your relationship with Christ.
1: I think that something that really is important to mention at this point is like, Think for a minute about when Keith Farron came and visited us. When we started studying the Sermon on the Mountain, he came in and he he presented it, but before he presented it, he spent like a half hour just talking about different strategies for reading your Bible, different ways to make it more accessible and and meaningful to have an, an impact on your quiet time. I thought that was I know a lot of students took took a lot of benefit from that and
2: I know my girls loved it. Mm-hmm. They talked about that for like three weeks straight. Shoot, I learned a ton. Yeah, like it was, it was really beneficial <laughs>
0: from like my relationship and with the Lord as well, and like my habit of quiet time. I think one of the reasons we oftentimes get really um, intimidated by a quiet time is because we just have no idea what to do when we approach the scripture. Start. Yeah, which is why his examples, he just he took it very, um, both very basic and very profound, and just kind of giving us like you were saying, Chris, like the reason, like why. Why should we make this a habit of spending time with the Lord? Like what, how could this possibly make a difference in our life? Um, And like, why are we, why are we even commanded to do it? And how do we see that as beneficial?
1: Yeah, just that idea of just picking it up and, and knowing where you're at, but reading it and just, just not trying to check off a chapter a day, but to just pick it up and, you know, get into it for a long enough period of time to where you are absorbing it, where you are like, your mind is so in tune with it that you can almost hear Paul thinking as he's writing to the Philippians to r- focus on what is true and lovely and admirable. And you could just like hear that echoing in his in his head and his own voice.
0: I like what you guys were saying earlier and just kind of carrying on the like the marriage motif and kind of the example of it being a relationship. Um, Cause I know when we're in seasons of, or like when I'm in seasons of feeling distant from the Lord and dry, I oftentimes almost act as if I expect him to seek me out. And we know that the Lord is constantly pursuing his people and his bride and that, I mean, he is the good shepherd who is going to seek out his sheep. But at the same time, he has made himself very available to us through his word. Um, And he has given us access to him that we can approach him boldly through prayer. And so I, you know, like any relationship, if you are constantly sitting back and waiting for the other person to seek you out, um, it's not that they're not doing their part, but if you put in zero effort, to know them and to go to where they are and learn about um, their heart and the things that matter to them and that they value, you know, your relationship is just going to be weaker versus if you consistently go. And um, I mean, just again, making it about Christ, like seek him where he has revealed himself through his word. Like we're told in John chapter one, that he was the word from the beginning and that he is revealed in his word and that his word is active and living. And so when we go to that place of knowing him, I mean, there's so many ways that that impacts our life.
2: I also think we tend to skip a pretty important part of our relationship with Christ when we're doing our quiet times, which is just the whole aspect of gratitude and actually thanking Him for who He is and what He's done and praising Him for that. I feel like we don't spend enough time doing that either. A lot of the time when we're in prayer, we just ask for stuff versus spending time actually praising him for who he is and what he's done obviously you're not gonna know who he is and what he's done if you're not spending time reading his word but um i do think it's so beneficial for your relationship to actually spend time you know even if it's just like 10 minutes a day or something writing down maybe i know that helps me to write it down Mm -hmm. but writing down you know things that are incredible about God or thing, the amazing characteristics of God and, like, what He's done in my life or, yeah. you know, what the Bible says about what He's done. Because um, it definitely changes your perspective of God as well, and it makes you realize just how incredible He is, and it draws you to Him, too. Like, how could you want to not spend time mm-hmm. with someone that amazing?
1: Yeah, I think... um What's so powerful in that as well is the shift in focus. Mm -hmm. Like when you are Mm -hmm. just asking for stuff, you are so focused on yourself and what you want. And I think if we're thinking about it, if we're thinking about our quiet time as a way to build relationship, I think if we look at John chapter 15, in the first 10 verses, uh, Jesus says, abide in me. And I'll abide in you in some sort of way, probably one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine times from verse four through ten. And I think that quiet time is the key piece, that reading your Bible, that praying from a focus, from a heart that says, uh you know, God, you are great. Thank you so much for everything you've done. Instead of the heart that says, oh God, please help my grandma's dog get better. Um, Please help my sweatshirt to get delivered on time. I think that idea of abiding then gives us that idea of living in a way where you are like every day in the word, every day in prayer and living your life in connection. In relationship. So when we think about what a quiet time is, one of the things it is is important relationship building. But what about the aspect of what parts make up a quiet time? What are some components?
2: I think it's important to have some sort of structure. So you know what, like, where you're kind of going. I know I tend to kind of, and everybody's different. But I find like, personally, it's better for me to actually have some something to follow along with. So if I am doing a reading plan, that's super beneficial for me. Um, it also helps me stay focused and kind of there are different reading plans, obviously, but kind of like to stay on topic or to stay on um, in a certain book or etc. Yeah. I find that that's really helpful. But bef- even before going into that, um, I think it's important to pray and ask God to speak to your life. Because I think it's pretty common that we go into this with that idea. Of, like, I really don't want to do this necessarily. Either I'm really sleepy or I'm really tired or I'm not really focused or whatever. I think it's important to go in first with a mind and a heart that is open to actually hearing whatever it is that God wants to say. So I, th- I would say that's probably number one. Probably mm. your first uh, thing to ask God to speak to you. Mm. Open mind, open heart, open ears. Love it.
1: I love Put it. that on a plaque. Right?
2: Live, <laughs> laugh, love instead of this. Uh, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, this is the content I'm
0: here for. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, I think another important aspect of your quiet time um. I don't know if this quite answers the question, but having having consistency um, in, in the sense that you want it to be a habit, not one that is something you like dread um, or that is a drudgery, but um, can be a habit that you look forward to um, and a part of your day that you honor through faithfulness, even when you're emotionally maybe not feeling it or not wanting it, Mm. but like that commitment to consistency. um, So it's it's not like a part of your quiet time versus maybe how you approach your quiet time. But I think that one of the reasons why we see in scriptures that um, these men and women of the Lord consistently seek Him out and remove themselves from their environment and distractions and whatnot to be with the Lord is because their whole life is shaped by their relationship with Him. And until they isolate that and do that consistently, they they get drained in other areas, or they don't have anything to give, or they start to resemble more of the world than they do of Christ. And so you have to continually go back to your identity and you have to go back to your purpose in order to um, live on mission for, for the Lord. And so that's all rooted though, in the desire to know him, like it has to be, because if we don't have the desire to know him and love him, then it doesn't matter how many, like, you know, how intentional I am or how many plans you have Kayla or whatnot, like it, it has to be fueled by love for the Lord as well as obedience, but they're and they're the two sides to the same coin. Mm-hmm. Which kind of leads me to, um, I don't know, just maybe start thinking about ways that our, our time with the Lord impacts our life. Like, Chris, what do you think is maybe one way or a few different ways that you see our quiet times influential or maybe the benefits of setting aside that time to seek out Jesus?
1: So I know for for me, a couple of things are if I really need to do it early in the morning, Mm -hmm. like right after I get up, usually if I don't do it, then then it gets harder and harder to fit in. But it's also less impactful on my life. Because when I do it first thing in the morning, it helps me to be um, centered and focused on what's most important. Yeah. And if I don't, I can get I can, I can tell right away in the way I'm thinking about things, even mm-hmm. that my, my day didn't start out the way it should have. And my attitude is not as good. And my interactions with people are more self-centered and more selfish. Um, so for me, I think it has a lot to do with that. I would say a sense of, of mission, yeah. you know, helping me to define what I'm doing why I'm doing it, and how I should be doing it. I would also say that it does really help me to, as I'm developing that relationship, to grow as a person, to grow as a disciple in a way where, you know, I am putting others before myself more often. I am um, reaching out to people more often, the more I am consistently in the word first thing in the morning. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. I would say for me, I definitely notice that when I'm consistently in the word and I have that quiet time with Jesus, I am way more willing to confront sin in my own life and, and even just be able to identify it actually, um, just taking it back to the basics of just being able to call out, um, the parts of me that are just messy and ugly and sinful and and then do something about it because it's really hard to come before the lord with you know heart willing to, and like desiring to be filled when you're also like holding really tightly onto these idols and sins like you just those two things don't work like he is going to root them out and that process can be like super painful but it also is so much easier to stay mirroring and reflecting the likeness of jesus and not let those those sins creep into your life without Mm. being checked when you are consistently going to the word and going to the Lord. So I definitely noticed that in my life that I, yeah, I definitely just, I confront sin more. Um, But also when you have a consistent quiet time, like it really does fuel your ministry. And, And I'm not just talking about people who are like, you're a pastor, like you're in vocational ministry. But for those of us, like everyone who has committed their life to Jesus is living by Um, the Great Commission, and we are all disciples on mission um, to build the kingdom, which means we're all instructed to serve. And um, that type of ministry, that type of life of service and sacrifice, I mean, you'll just end up pouring out everything you have to offer, which isn't much, and you'll run dry so quickly um, because the Lord is supposed to be what fuels us. And so if we're not going back to that well of living water him who continually fuels us If we're trying to do this work in our own strength like i've just seen seasons of my life where i have been so dry and continually trying to pour out of like an empty cup um and the ministry i mean it's the lord's ministry so he blesses it of its own right but i don't necessarily get to participate in the blessing of it in the same way as if i was you know going back to him so i don't know kayla what do you think just in terms of quiet time and the way it impacts you
2: I think for me personally, like in in my own life, it's definitely helped shape me into the person that I am, obviously. like I think growing up, I always had kind of like an identity crisis and I still kind of do a bit, but knowing God more, knowing who he is and the way that he sees me, the way that he sees the world, it's definitely changed the way that I see myself and I see the world. I just always think back to, I remember being in class with Earl and him talking about how if you could summarize like all the commandments in the Bible, it would be love God with all your heart and then love your neighbor as yourself. And I think that I can't really love God without knowing him. And I can't really love my neighbor without knowing who God is and what that love looks like. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, so similar to what you were talking about, ministry, um, but also just like even dealing with situations in life and how to handle certain circumstances, Mm -hmm. Um, knowing how God views people has helped me, like seeing others through his eyes versus my own very sinful, judgmental eyes.
1: (laughs) Sure. When you can see how he loves them. Yeah. Yeah. To know that. Yeah. I I think a lot of what you said in the first section of your comment there was just made me think also about just that perspective that it gives, right Maybe and that maybe that's a word I was looking for earlier as well, but it just helps you to have that perspective. And I think having perspective brings peace. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, probably more than anything else just to know that it's not about me to know that it's about him and that he's in control and that he's in charge and that it's all going to work out according to his plan. And I just get to come along and be part of the benefits of it. That's that's amazing.
0: I think it is definitely worth we um, was saying that so many times we don't approach quiet times at all in our lives or we don't we don't even attempt to have one because we're just kind of crushed by this self imposed expectation that it needs to be like a two hour event every morning, Mm. Um, you know, so that's one side of the spectrum. And then the other side of the spectrum is that all you need is a, is a one minute little Instagram caption quantity of (laughs) Jesus. And then you're good to go. Um, And, you know, I think that there is, there's something in the middle um, that has to do with just knowing the heart of Jesus and getting there. But, you know, I think that hopefully we all, um are striving to know the Lord and if this is something that as you're listening to this you have realized it's been weeks since you've opened up your Bible like I hope that you are encouraged um that you can start you know and that you even just by opening it up and getting to know the heart of Jesus one chapter at a time like I mean Kayla what is that verse in Isaiah do you have it
2: Isaiah 55, 11 says, So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please. And it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. Yeah, so, you know, if you
0: are approaching the scripture um, today, and maybe it's the first time Um, Sometimes we can feel a lot of shame for how long we've let go between our times with the Lord. But even if you're just getting to know him one chapter at a time, like his word does not return void. And so your emotions might not always be aligned with your habit. Um, You know, sometimes you might feel like it's all this, um, I don't know, just obedience without love, but even still the Lord honors faithfulness and his word is something that we are supposed to write on the tablets of our heart and internalize and... Um, I mean, we talked even just in a little bit in conversation that memorization um, and meditation are really important parts. Meditation meaning just taking small chunks of scripture and really pouring over it and letting it seep into your soul and just letting that scripture kind of um, encourage your heart and convict you and challenge you um, over and over and over. Those two things kind of go hand in hand. But wherever you're at in your journey of um, building this quiet time habit with the Lord, like we just hope that you are encouraged to take one step further and one step closer to the heart of Jesus.
1: So I think with that, I would like to wrap up by telling everybody that I would love it if the next time we get to meet together, somebody would come up to me, as many people as possible would come up to me and tell me this verse that they meditated on and let it just soak into their soul and into their spirit. Here we go. Romans 12 verses 1 through 2. I appeal to you therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect.
2: And with that, we out.
0: Thank you for tuning into Ascent. For more information on Impact Youth Ministry, visit www.impactyouthministry.org. We'll see you next week.